The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. He's back with our monthly edition of Fit After 40. Hey, Grant. How are you doing, Jay? I'm good. How are things with you? Back to work. Things are are, are, are gearing, have geared all back up. What's that been like? It, you know, it's been really fantastic. Patients have been amazing. They've been following the rules and just generally happy to be able to get in and get cared for. And we're happy to be able to do it. So we're seeing some of the some of the normal stuff that we used to see. So it's kind of <laughs> nice to have some normalcy in our lives. A little bit. Uh, one of those things, something called jumper's knee. And when I Googled, Googled it, I'm like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. But jumper's knee is patellar tendonitis. Yeah. Um, what exactly is that? Well, you know, essentially it's that little tendon, the tendon that goes from your kneecap down to the just below the kneecap. And you can put your finger right on it. And anybody who's done any sports. Now, the reason we're seeing a ton of it right now, it's interesting, is we love that people are outside and exercising more than ever. But it's although it's called jumper's knee, it comes from all kinds of activities, including cycling, stairs, uh, jumping, obviously, like playing uh, basketball. And that's where the name came from, actually. People who do a lot of jumping, they're going to feel that pain below the kneecap. And it's inflammation of that tendon. And you get these little tiny, tiny micro tears in that tendon. And essentially, we've got a tendonitis there and you've got a jumper's knee. And uh, so we're seeing a bunch of it right now. So can that tendon, you know, the, the more it's aggravated, that, that knee, the tendon weakens down. You mentioned all these little tears. Can there be a big tear of that tendon? Yeah, so any tendonitis that goes on for a long period of time becomes weaker over time. So two things happen. Your body tries to heal it, and it actually lays down excessive amounts of collagen. So you've got inflammation and thickening at the same time. But unfortunately, that collagen, or if you want to think of it as scar tissue, it doesn't have the same elasticity or tensile strength as what the original tissue had. And so the longer you leave these problems and the longer you kind of, whether you're ignoring them or not, the more likely it is that you're going to end up actually having a larger tear and bigger problems. And unfortunately, like the Achilles, this one is another one that that can happen to. Okay, so um, again, usually sports related, and so some of the uh, some of the symptoms of it. I'm guessing there's going to be some pain and some swelling, that sort of thing. Yeah, and this is the one that you know we're always differentiating uh, for people the difference between Achilles tendonitis and plantar fasciitis. You know, one one on the foot is underneath the heel, and one's at the back of the heel. This one's unmistakable. You're going to point right below your kneecap, and it's literally three fingers. If you put three fingers below your kneecap, it's any pain that's in that region is very likely to be coming from either that patellar tendon or sometimes a little bursa that separates the tendon there from the bone. So it's pretty unmistakable, and it hurts when you're doing things like I described, going up and down stairs, even getting out of a chair. So if you've been sitting down and you try to get up out of a chair, that'll start to hurt right in that region as well. Squatting, kneeling, especially kneeling, because typically, guess where we kneel? Right on that front part of where that tendon attaches. So if you're getting that kind of a pain, that's very likely going to be a patellar tendonitis. And that's something that we love to treat because uh, I hate to say this, but there's nothing that physios like more than a problem we know we can get rid of. (laughs) So it's easy to fix then, Grant? 
You know, when we talk like this, I don't want anybody to think that it's a cakewalk. But certainly, these are problems that we can that we can have a lot of success with, and even the chronic ones, the ones that have been around for a long time that you've struggled with out there. We have a, t- a treatment called radial shockwave that is really, really effective for those chronic thickened tendons in through there. And and the answer is yes, I find them quite. Um, Quite amenable to treatment is the word I would use. <laughs> Quite amenable to treatment. Um, <laughs> what is it about knees that as we get older, um, that they seem to be one of the things that go first? What is it just because... Um, you know, we're carrying extra weight. Maybe we're just not paying attention to the proper way to lift and to bend, that sort of stuff. What is it about knees? Well, the knees, like the hips, they take a lot of the they take a lot of the stress of our body. I mean, certainly with their weight bearing joints, there's no question about it. It's a it's a forward backward joint. Really, there's not a lot of rotation. There's a tiny bit, but no. mostly it's just a hinge joint. But if you, I mean, just standing up for a second, you realize, wait a minute, my knees take a lot of the brunt of everything that I do every day. And unfortunately, or, or actually fortunately, they allow us to do a lot of things that we enjoy to do, enjoy doing. And so, you know, aging, as we've talked about in the show before, plays its role on various things. Our, our connective tissue isn't the same as when we were younger. It's, no, it's a little bit more fragile. It's less likely to recur, like, to heal as quickly as it would before and then the joint itself the cartilage starts to wear down over time and that makes it more likely to pay the price for these other issues because they're trying to work harder when the joint's no longer absorbing as well it doesn't absorb therefore we're more likely to end up with tissue issues around the joints Mm. as well and that's where another good example of why we get jumpers knees but you know this isn't a problem that's just for 40 year olds this one this one happens with it to everybody so if you've got it out there and you're over 40 feel good about yourself because this can happen with anybody (laughs) anybody in their teens as well so okay you can you can just consider yourself a young athlete if you've got this problem (laughs) back with with jumpers knee do you have to give up doing uh the sport um or whatever caused it to flare up in the first place for a little while you know it is best to give it a rest um uh, that it's smart rest we talk about today so basically if it's painful you're putting more stress on that tissue and it's going to be a little bit harder for it to heal so the answer is yes it's best to avoid those activities where you're feeling that acute pain in the area so you do want to watch out for squatting and kneeling and jumping and and especially explosive running but typically yeah. these problems you can walk you're able to do a little bit more walking um cycling sometimes isn't as bad especially if you're not going up hills you're you know you're riding on a flat plane and the weather's out outside is beautiful so that's something that you can do and believe it or not those kind of activities that keep the joint moving and increase the circulation around the area as you do them for a little bit well, it'll actually feel better after you've been doing it for a bit. So it is that is one of the activities that we get people to do when they've got this problem is some easy cycling. Just watch out for the resistance. Watch out for the resistance. Okay, good to know. We are, we are talking knees today with uh, Grant Fedoric.
physiotherapist, of course, the owner of Leading Edge Physiotherapy. You can check out the website. Always great information at leadingedgephysio.com. We were talking about jumper's knee and the fact that they're seeing a lot of that now that they're back open for business uh, following the, the relaunch strategy. You're texting in a bunch of questions, Chadville. Grant, people have questions about knees. Let me tell you, Matt texted in earlier today and said that he was in a car accident a while ago, but his knees really took a beating. He he's wondering if he should see a physiotherapist or is there some stuff at home that he can be doing? He says one knee has some fluid on it. The other is very sore. He wanted to let you know that he had Osgood Schlatter in his knees when he was younger. Mm-hmm. What should so, he be doing? He's been yeah, in a car no accident. Yeah, so Osgood Schlatter, for those that are listening, is actually an enlargement, a calcific kind of enlargement of the bone where the tendon attaches below the knee. So um, it, it's very much associated with an infl- inflammation of that tendon and, and essentially it looks kind of like a big bump below the knee. Um, that being said, certainly there is a lot of things that can be done for this gentleman if he's listening. He, despite the mechanism of injury, whether it was from the accident or underlying problems that led to it, a combination of managing the inflammatory problems. So dealing, I know people often say, well, you're dealing with the symptoms and the answer is yes, we are. If we can deal with the symptoms and get them to the point where they're manageable, we can then do more with you. We can exercise and do the strengthening. It's the cart before the horse, and a lot of times that's not done. It's, you know, it's more just here's a whole bunch of things to do, and it hurts and it's painful and you can't get through it because, unfortunately, the pain negates or gets in the way of you being able to do the very things you need to do. So we do have strategies for those very problems that, that he's describing. I'd love it if he'd give us a call and uh, get into one of our one of our facilities. All right, Grant. Uh, Jenny just texted in and said, "When I stand up or I straighten my leg out or going up the stairs, my knees sound like they're full of Rice Krispies. What's going on?" So that's a problem typically called patellofemoral syndrome, and what happens there is. Um, Well, of course, I'll I'll always put the disclaimer out there saying that I can't diagnose (laughs) over the radio. I've been doing this for a very long time, and you you hear stories, and you can start to put puzzles together very easily. But nonetheless, what happens when you've got Rice Krispies in there, that's an inflammatory process. It's usually because the kneecap isn't tracking the way it's supposed to. So it's no longer sitting dead center of where it's supposed to on the on the femur. And when that happens as a result of of that tracking issue, you get inflammation under the kneecap and it feels like Rice Krispies. So typically what's happening is it's really tight, a lot of tightness on the outside of the knee, weakness on the inside of the knee, and that causes the misalignment. We deal with that inflammation, get that settled down. We have a taping technique we do that kind of helps to get that kneecap tracking better in your brain, figuring out the way it's supposed to be and then of course all of the other stuff that you need to do which is the strengthening and the stretching and it's a recovery period and and another problem that we can solve (laughs) Um, and then this text just as jenny texted in about the rice krispies this one says my knees sound like velcro velcro ripping apart when i go up the stairs same thing very similar yeah it's described either as velcro rice krispies crunching and it's a problem that also your people are saying the exact same thing and it's very typically painful and uncomfortable with stairs especially going downstairs believe it or not upstairs you hear the noise downstairs it hurts like a bum and so uh (laughs) you kind (laughs) of you want to get it dealt with because over time that misalignment can lead to erosion and wearing of the cartilage underneath and you end up with a problem called chondromalacia uh, 
which is a basically a wearing of that cartilage. And we, we don't want it get, getting into stage two or three of chondromalacia. So the sooner you've got those Rice Krispies, the sooner you should get into us so that we can uh, help you deal with them. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to, the, the texts are coming in fast and furious here this afternoon. Uh, Marfa says that in the morning, he has a, a deep pain inside his knee, like inside, not on the inside of the knee, like where they would touch together, but deep inside. Mm-hmm. And he says it hurts almost to put socks on. What would that be? Do you know? Yeah, so there can be a few things. That one's going to need a little bit more assessment, but wear and tear of the cartilage down inside of the knee, uh, osteoarthritic type changes are going to be more felt inside. There can be actually uh, issues wearing of the cartilage on both sides of either the femur or the tibia. So either surface, I guess, the long bone of your thigh or the long bone of your shin, either one of those can wear away and end up with that deep kind of internal pain. So upon assessment, we can kind of figure out where that's coming from. Typically, if it's really bothering somebody in the morning or when they've been sitting still and they haven't been moving, that's a good sign that there's an ongoing uh, articular inflammation or a problem inside the joint that we want to deal with. All right. Brian says, hey, guys, I'm 45 years old. I drive a truck for five or six days at a time. I get the opportunity to walk for only about a few minutes a day, but I'm and I'm putting on some weight. I'd like to increase my core strength. Any idea how to do that? Yeah, so that's one of the reasons that our facilities have technology like the Alter G and our pool. What we want to do is get somebody active, still let them putting, still allowing them to put some weight on the joints and being more physically active to increase their metabolism so they can do two things. One, lose weight and do it comfortably, not causing more problems with their joints. And so all, all of our facilities, but one, so now at this point now have an Alter G treadmill, which is a, basically a tre- treadmill that allows us to reduce the weight that you're putting through the joints. It's like an it's called an anti-gravity treadmill because we can get somebody active down to about 20% of their body weight and then slowly increasing it over time. And as they're able to and lose the weight, then, like I said earlier, we can start doing more and more strengthening. There's a lot of exercises that are that can oh. be done at a at a level that this person can tolerate as well. I would love one of those machines at home, Grant. That sounds just brilliant. Um, what about numbness? What about a numbness feeling on the top of the knee? Um, that depends. So we'd have to figure out where that's coming from. Um, there could be a, what's called a neuropraxia. So that could be something that the person just smashed their knee and damaged the superficial nerve. If it's been around for a long time, there's not much that can be done. The other thing that can be happening, though, is referred neurological issues that are coming from the back or the hip. And so that's a little more complicated, not one that I can kind of just figure out by somebody saying that there's numbness there. But certainly with a thorough assessment, we would work our way all the way from the lower limb up to the back, trying to figure out where it's coming from. Basically, that's what we are. We're sleuths. We like to figure out problems and solve them. Uh, I love this text as well, and I, I won't say the name, but uh, texts are saying the leading edge guys are helping me with a pelvic floor dysfunction. Who knew you could get physio down there? Well, if you were listening to this show a few months back, you would have heard it. But this is yeah. uh, is 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 uh, some really great treatment that that you guys are able to do. A lot of success. Our our experts for the pelvic in our pelvic floor treatment are, are just doing a wonderful job and making a huge difference in people's lives. You can imagine, you know, all of the things that go, all of the problems that can arise from that area, from incontinence to back pain, you name it. 
and uh, the results are phenomenal. So if you're out there and you've got a problem that needs to be dealt with, please, please reach out. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed. I mean, you guys are pros. This is what you're there for. You can help, and you're seeing great success. Okay, Grant, we're pretty much out of time. I'm going to tell people again, leadingedgephysio.com, to check out the website. There is a link on there to ask the physio. If we didn't get to your question today, again, send a message. Grant or someone will get back to you. Uh, Thanks for this, Grant, and uh, looking forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, and I, thank you to everybody out there who's playing their role in this whole process and for being so tolerant of our processes in the clinic. You're helping us see people in a very safe environment. So thank you to everybody who's been playing a role. All right. Thanks for that, Grant. Keep up the good work, everybody. I know that's a lot of information coming across your radio in in a short time. I want to remind you, at any time that if you've missed a conversation, you can check out the 630 Ched Audio Vault at 630Ched.com. Check out the uh, 630 Ched Afternoons podcast. You can go back and take another listening to uh, listen to our conversation with Grant Fedorik from Leading Edge Physiotherapy.